Radio Pulpit, 657 AM, your daily companion. 657 Medium Wave, Radio Pulpit, we trust the Father is doing you well. Blessing you so much in a mighty way. You and I, the best of friends, man. This is happening throughout uh, up to the hour eight. Wednesday live, the name of the show. Welcome to it and thank you. And of course, uh, thank you so much uh, to Johan Els. Thank you very much for keeping us company. And thank you very much also uh, for listening through and even joining the program. Thank you very much for allowing me into your devices, into your cell phones, into your radios, into your car radios, you know. Thank you so much on the live stream, on the internet. Thank you very much, uh, those who are uh, listening to us on the app. Thank you also for uh, uh, listening uh, through the podcasts. I really appreciate May the Father bless you abundantly. And of course, also, uh, I have... Uh, Pastor Samuel Kabamba is on the line and also Muruti Karawomaraka. Let me start with uh, Pastor Sam. Greetings to you and welcome, sir. Greetings. Thank you very much for having us tonight. We are so blessed to be part of Pastor Fortunate. I greet everyone that is with us today. I greet Muruti Maraka. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Uh, we couldn't hear you clearly. Maybe if you could just reposition yourself there. I don't know. Maybe it's low chaining that side. Uh, yeah, I'm low chaining, but uh, I hope you will hear me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we also have Muruti Karamuraka on the line. Greetings to you, Muruti, and welcome, sir. Greetings, my beloved brother, and greetings to... Uh, our beloved brother uh, Sam, and also the wonderful, wonderful uh, listeners of Radio Pulpit. Uh, we greet in the name of the Messiah, Jesus, <laughs> and we give honor and glory to the Father. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, tonight we are going to be talking about the law. Uh, many people don't want to talk about this. <laughs> and there's so much written on the issue of the law. And uh, so much is being said about the law or has been said about the law and much preachings have been made uh, regarding the law. And to a great extent, uh, there has been misconstruing of the implications of scripture regarding the law and at some stages also there has been a, a, a very serious uh, and a notorious generalization of negations hey. yeah it's course generalization of negations in other words people had tended to go to uh, some sort of sentiment that rather renders the aspect of the law as uh, something that one basically uh, shouldn't consider. And then the proponents of the grace uh, school of thought have gone on also to to bring upon us a, a variation. Uh, 
uh, on the interpretations of the law in the sense of its nullification. And uh, they are so proponent about it. They, they speak it without, you know, even flinching that the law is ineffective and no longer uh, serves. And when you speak with regards to this, especially me when I speak with regards to this, I would get people saying, yeah, but you are always reading the Old Testament, man. <laughs> you know? And this thing in itself has, has become quite a problem uh, amongst many. And when it comes to those who refer to themselves as believers, followers of the Messiah, uh, what is the law? The law of believers, according to Scripture. What is the law? And I'm not talking about this, um, uh, how can I put this, you know, uh, neoliberal Christianity. I'm not talking about that, where there is so much compromise and where there has been sinister motives and moves which had been made over centuries using the gospel in a wrong way to steal from people. I'm talking about uh, our relationship with the Creator and His laws with regards to us, how we should live, how we should relate to Him, and how He relates to us. I'm talking about that. And then as we find ourselves in this kind of system, what does the law say with regards to us, our liberation as believers? What does it say? What does it say? You know, one tends to come and ask themselves those kinds of questions. Albeit they being difficult, it um, doesn't mean that we shouldn't talk about them. We, we should talk about them so much. And uh, in so doing, I trust that we will be able to, to touch just as much uh, of the, the law, just as much as to its implications and what it is. And tonight, perhaps this could be part one. We are going to define the law. Um, we are going to define the law. What is the law? The topic is the law. The law, um, if you read in Second Kings chapter 10, verse 31, it says, But Yehu, took no heed to walk in the law of the Elohim, Yahuwah of Israel, with all his heart, for he did not depart from the sins of Jeroboam, who had made Israel to sin. Now, the law here seems to be described as the way, the way of the Elohim that we should not depart from. For if we depart from it, we may cause just as many multitudes to wander off. To wander off. And it says he did not heed, he did not walk in the law. It means these are the precepts that direct our steps of life, living. Our perspectives of life our interpretations of life, um, all affiliates and, and part disciplines of our living are governed by a set of 
rules, statutes, which can be put on as laws, way far above rules, because rules and laws are not the same, but way up, way far above rules. Because when you talk about rules and laws, it's like talking about aims and objectives. They're not the same. There's one that is smaller than the other. There's one that is inclusive. Okay. Now, we, we find ourselves, therefore, caught up in the aspect of understanding what is the law. And I will dwell only to definitions with regards to what is being said in the word. Here, Jehu did not walk according to the law, just like Jeroboam, who came before him and has caused the whole nation to sin. It means there's a set of statutes which the Father has set across in terms of governance, the way of a nation, the way a nation should live, and the way those in leadership should conduct in terms of steering the nation to the destiny that the Father has ordained. It says, hey, that path which the Father has ordained, Jehu departed from. He off-ramped and has caused, just like his predecessor has caused Israel to sin. In other words, therefore, the law is also a means of living, ways of living, which are tight proof against sin. When we depart from this, then sin finds its way in. And then many people would come and bring Paul and say, yeah, the law had made me aware of sin. And I still say, there's a problem with that interpretation. Anyway, when you look into Second Chronicles 36, verse 16, it says, But they mocked the messengers of Yahuwah, despised his words, scoffed at his prophets, until the wrath of the Elohim arose against his people, till there was no remedy. The laws are also messages from the Father, which he gives with regards to the conduct of the nation. And I know we like to limit this and, and take it into the stature of microcosms where we refer to it from our small clusters. But this refers also to the nation, which is something that I find quite appalling uh, in that those who preach do not preach at the nation. They just preach to their groups. I don't know what is it with this kind of sectarianism, but we seem to have become lords of clusters instead of part of a nation. But I would leave it there. And that's a problem that we seem to, to be overlooking. It is about the sets of messages that address the conduct of a nation. It says, hey, they, they laughed, they mocked the messengers. 
were telling them how to live until the wrath was upon them and there was no remedy. There are some things that are happening in the country and we don't seem to have a remedy for these things. The continuous um, raping of small children by men who come in as uncles and boyfriends of mothers and stuff, stepfathers and all that, fathers, grandfathers, cousins. And there would be a temporary noise that is made just for three, three minutes on a clip on the news. Then it's done. It will occur again after three weeks. Until the nation becomes acclimatized to it. It's like a naturalization of death into the, sim, into the sim systems of people. It looks like a social ill that has no remedy. There's somewhere, somehow, where the messages of the conduct of the nation we seem to have overlooked. And that's a thing that really challenges me much of the time. That was alone. You're just preaching your little churches and you're happy with your church having 20,000 people. We are 8 billion people on the planet. 8 billion. You're just happy about 5,000 people in your cubicle in Soweto. Come on, man. Come on. I trust the Father will do you good. Bless you so much in a mighty way. And uh, we are touching on this, the laws. I will just go on definitions. And our guests will go as the Father directs them. <laughs> Kubega ukulegele iradio pulpit nomsebenzi esuenza uningizm Afrika nomshaba wongi. Radio Pulpit's Facebook page makes you more a part of the station than ever before. Now you can give your opinion regarding our programs or even contact your favorite presenter. You can get the latest news and existing programs and communicate with other listeners. Come on, let your fingers do the talking on Radio Pulpit's Facebook page. It's interactive and dynamic. Just visit facebook.com forward slash Radio Pulpit. 657 AM, streams of blessings. All right, welcome back. Muriti Muraka, let me start with you, sir. The law I saw there in those two verses, and there are many verses that I will still read which will give me contextual meanings of what the law is. The first uh, I see with regards to Jehu, who did not heed to walk in the law. It looks like a path that a leadership and a nation should go through and go in. And if they depart from that path, sin comes in. A path, a set of rules with regards to the direction of the nation. And the second one I saw in Second Chronicles 36.16, the message of conduct for a nation. That if these messages of conduct are overlooked, then we suffer consequences that are irreparable. The laws are that. Those messages that direct from the Father, that direct the conduct of a nation, the messages of the path of the nation, 
that should be taken by the leadership as they lead the nation. If they depart, then sin gets into a nation. Muruti Muraka. Yes, uh, um, I, I, I tend to like that uh, a, a statement which you made of uh, definition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, many of the problems that you were uh, um, touching on, and even others which you have not touched on, mm. in terms of how we live and and find ourselves being a cross purposes to the to the will of of Yudevavil uh, mm. come from a, a a failure to understand what he has communicated to us mm. and and part of that is that because as human beings, we depend on language. Uh, these languages that that uh, the scriptures were written in, even the languages which we are speaking today, uh, tend to uh, be misunderstood because there is a a, a living way that language uh, uh, meanings change over time mm. and and once meanings have changed and we when we speak we may think we are speaking about the same thing only to find uh, that we have lost the meaning of what that original word meant because with time it it changed to mean something. Uh, having said that, I will go back to this issue of the law mm. uh, in terms of meaning. When we go to Hebrew, uh, the, the word for law is Torah. Mm. And Torah itself comes from the uh, verb Yara. Mm. Now, Yara has got a number of meanings. Uh, one of them is to shoot. Mm. Uh, one of them is to lay, as in laying a foundation. And thirdly, uh, one of them is a form of instruction, to instruct or to teach. So, when when we look at that, Torah actually is, a teaching. It is a laying of a foundation uh, for what? For living. Uh, if there is no uh, 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 teaching for living, uh, those who live might live anyhow. Mm. And when we go to the Greek, which translated uh, the Hebrew, they use the word nomos, which comes from uh, uh, the verb nomeo. Now, nomeo is, past, is to pasture, and nomos is like a pasture. So when you combine all these things, 
you you come to where now you understand yes it means it is a constitution of some sort it passes charters in other words it it lays the boundaries of wherein should our uh, behavior conduct uh, 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 be acceptable and where is it not acceptable so between the the the, the three languages uh, Hebrew, Aramaic, and Greek. Mm. There is that understanding when it comes to, when it comes to law, and when you look at it, how it was taken, even to to the different nations. When you talk about the law of the country, you are talking about the constitution of the country, and and look at every nation. There is a need to have a, a standard of of conduct. Uh, captured in 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 a in a in a in a in a way that everybody can refer to them. So that does not start with human beings. It starts with you, Devade Elohim. Mm. And at that beginning, he just gave one charge, one commandment. Not that the law did not exist; it existed, mm. but it existed with him. And and when he started with human beings, he didn't uh, burden human beings with many commandments or charges. Mm. He just gave one charge. We were talking about commandments last week. Mm. Uh, uh, the, the commandment he gave was this. Do not eat of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. In other words, do not seek to know what is good and what is evil for yourself, meaning continue to depend on me. Now, the law was with Yudhebabe. If they had depended on him, they would have met the law. They wouldn't have been like you. They wouldn't have departed from his law. Basically, by departing from that uh, single commandment they departed from the law of god and we know the result the result is that god in genesis 6 as we read uh, human beings had so strayed from his character because the law uh, is the character of god mm. they had strayed so much that he had to destroy them. Hmm. And only a family of eight souls survived. And after they survived, he gave them a few charges, uh, which uh, one of them was, do not eat uh, blood of the flesh. Hmm. Uh, do not a kill uh, 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 another human being, and 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 I think in Acts chapter fifteen, the four things which were key uh, given to Noah and all human beings are captured in uh, Acts chapter fifteen when they were speaking. They gave about four things that they said. Those of the nation should make sure that. They, uh, 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 they refrain from idolatry. 
they refrain from blood, they refrain from eating things that were uh, um, uh, which were uh, uh, when you 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 dedicated you to to any dedicated to dead people. Yeah, yeah, you could say that as well as those that have not died with their blood flowing. You know, when you cause somebody to suffer, yeah, what has been suffocated, Mm. and 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 also sexual immorality. Now you look at those things. There were not many, but again, you 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 look at human beings. The tendency is. They keep on breaking whatever commandments that they are given. And then what did you do? He chose a man and he said to him, this is what will happen uh, uh, when they set up a, a covenant between you, Elohim, and that man, Abraham. Mm. He told him, "I, you will have your descendants come back here uh, about 400 years or four. Uh, 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 generations from now they will be back here to this land which I'm giving to you. And when they came back, came in, coming, having given here, promised that those who will who will uh, uh, enslave them, I will punish. When he pulled them out of the house of slavery, now he brought them to this mountain where he himself gave the Torah uh, uh, under the authority of uh, 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 Moses, because the word of God says it was under the hand of Moses. Mm. So the nation of Israel was now given uh, uh, the Torah explicitly, and they were supposed to live according to it. Because through the nation of Israel, he wanted to reach to the other nations that they can learn by seeing and and observing. And thereby, he even made a way that people who wanted to become part of this, they could be proselytes to to, uh, Israel. That's why in Exodus chapter 12, Verse 49, he says, the Torah, uh, there shall be one Torah for the natives and the one who has joined you. Mm. In other words, if people joined Israel, that Torah uh, 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 was uh, uh, applicable to them. And now we come to another definition where we will talk a definition of under Torah. Many times uh, uh, we, we, we just disregard that small uh, 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 word under. But that word under Torah, when you make that term, the phrase under Torah, it means any one that is under the authority of Torah. They have placed themselves under Torah. But it's not just Torah hanging in the air. It's Torah as relates to a covenant 
to a relationship that God has with a nation. Mm. But that's not where he was going to stop. He went further and revealed this through the prophet that there will be an authority which now Paul is the one who makes it clear to us by naming it under grace. Now, grace is assistance, it's help. It's as simply as we can put it, it is help. Many times, yes, I don't disagree with the definitions that have been given, but many times those definitions, we, we, be, we, we, we cling to them to such an extent that we miss that the basic thing about grace is uh, A is assisting B. So who are going to assist human beings to walk in Torah? It was Elohim himself. Mm. In, in Jeremiah 31, he explains it very clearly that you have failed to walk in Torah or under Torah. Although I was like a husband to you and you were like my wife, uh, Israel, you failed. Mm. You kept on straying away from Torah. So what I'm going to do, and this is grace, I am going to take the Torah from now. I'm taking it from being written on stones and, and books. I'm going to write it in your heart. I'm going to write it in your deep thinking. Meaning, I'm going to assist you now that it should work from inside, not from outside. And you will be under the authority of grace. Now, how did he uh, uh, reveal this now in the writings of the fresh covenant? He reveals that he helps us uh, 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 fulfill Torah by, by making sure that our spirits which were defunct are brought to newness. And we become new insight in our spirit. And then the Torah which he writes in us helps to freshen our souls because our souls are still uh, 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 the way they have always been in, in all these uh, uh, failures, the strains away from Torah. But now the refreshing of our souls is accomplished by Torah being inside of us, not outside. Mm. And the spirit, because anyone who is glued to the Lord, that is First Corinthians chapter 6, verse 17. Anyone who is glued to the Lord is one spirit with the Lord. And the grace of the spirit helps us now to take the Torah, which is also spirit, when we obey inside the heart, then our souls are converted according to Psalm 19, verse 7, which says the Torah of Judea is perfect, converting the soul. There is nothing. 
nothing which will convert the soul except the Torah, which is the word. So, uh, uh, this is where we are. Mm. That if we say we believe in Christ, we should understand what has happened to us. Our spirits have been born anew. But our souls need to continue to be uh, changing, freshening, like the leather bottles which Yeshua Hamashiach said. You can't pour new wine Mm. into aged leather bottles. You must freshen the leather bottles. Mm. Then you will be able to preserve the new wine and the fresh leather bottles. So Torah in us helps to freshen our souls. Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. All right. I hear you quite well, Muruti. We are talking about the law. What is the law even all about? Send us your WhatsApps, 0826572729. What is the law? What is the law? The law of the Elohim. What is the law? What is it even all about? Join us for Heart to Heart Discussions every weekday from 12 to 3 p.m. as we look at challenges, relevant issues, and health matters with inspiration and great music to make you smile. Zbongile Mufuking will leave you inspired every Monday and Tuesday. Listen live on Radio Pulpit 657 AM or catch the podcast on radiopulpit.co.za. Do you need prayer? WhatsApp your name and your prayer request to 082-657-2729 and our care center will gladly contact you to pray for you. Discover an abundance of life. 657 AM. All right, the time has just gone on now to 18 minutes before the hour 7. Pastor Sam, let me bring this to you. Uh, I am looking at uh, Nehemiah. I'm looking at Nehemiah chapter 9, verse 34. Neither our kings nor our princes, our priests nor our fathers have kept your law, nor heeded to your commandments and your testimonies with which you testified against them. Now we start to realize the law is also the commandment or the law is also the commandments and the testimonies, testimonies of the Most High. Uh, which include everyone, if you can see it there, it speaks about uh, kings and princes, those who hold power and rule. And then it also speaks about priests and our fathers, those who are responsible for the dissemination of the teaching of the Torah. And says, neither of them have kept the commandments and the testimonies, and the Father is testifying against them. So we see these also as commandments of the Father, testimonies of the Father, which affect the nation, the rulers of the nation, those in power, and um, uh, those in royalties. Uh, It speaks about those in the clergy, or those in the ministry, the priests, and then the family heads. It speaks about such. It says, these are the commandments and the testimonies of the Father uh, as to how uh, we ought to live. It says, but they did not heed to. The testimonies and the commandments of the Father that we have to heed to. 
What's your take, Prof? Yeah, thank you very much for the question. And uh, we thank God for this opportunity given unto us. Uh, as we've just said, and also Muratu Murata mentioned two things, and I'm going to just try to uh, understand, I mean, make us first understand what is the law of God. Uh, when you talk about the law of the Father, you need to come to that understanding of the law. So that you may not get to that confusion, because the confusion comes when we, we start uh, uh, comparing the law with uh, the grace, for instance. When you say the law and the grace, then I want to start comparing the two. That's where somehow people question, as Moruti said in the, in the beginning, that some people question me and say, why do you always quote uh, the Old Testament? Uh, somehow when people... Uh, uh, I do not understand what is uh, the law all about. We do not understand that. Then the mad gets reflected by this. I'm questioning. It's so uh, uh, logical and makes sense because uh, when it comes to when it comes to comparing to when we have to compare the the Judaism for instance and I mean uh, I mean Christianity, we we'll find that. Uh, these two are different in a way. But, uh, one can be a Jewish, or a, I mean, uh, but not necessarily being a Christian. Mm. And every Christian is not a Jewish. But what we expect or what we need to understand is uh, what the Messiah came to do was to make the two become. When you talk about the something about the Jewish or the Israelites and the the, 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 the pagan who are not part of the Jewish to become one in the church or to become the church. That was the purpose of the Messiah coming is to bring the two together to become one body. But the truth of the matter is until today we know that there's a part Actually, it's the bigger part of the Jewish or the Israelites who do not believe that the Messiah came for them. For them, they were expecting to have someone who come and uh, fight for them and give them uh, whatever they were expecting. Because there was a question that Peter asked, or, or the disciples asked the Messiah before he left in Acts 1. They asked him if it was that time that we had to come and establish the kingdom. Now, when we talk about the kingdom, we talk about uh, the rule, we talk about the dominion, we talk about a set of, I mean, of, uh, of rules that have to be followed. Mm. Now. Mm. And then when they were asking, they wanted to ask him as a king, and uh, obviously, then being the subject, and uh, having a kingdom where it could be ruled by the Messiah. But in the essence, they did not understand what was the purpose of the Messiah. So then he said, it at one point that the kingdom of the Father is already within you. It's not necessarily something that should be set in terms of, I mean, of, uh, of uh, a, a geographically, or you put some away by people, everyone must be there, or everyone must be there, or respect something. But he wanted to show them that the kingdom or the rules that we are expecting, what has to guide you, is already within you. I mean, if you understand that 
you have become the kingdom of God, that means you are called to be led by sets of rules. And those sets of rules are connected to your belief in the Messiah. As you believe and you obey him, in one way or the other, you will fulfill the law that he has written upon your heart. Now, we know that on one hand, the law was given. It actually did not start with Moses himself, but the law started already in the gap of heaven. Uh, you know, already the Father speaking to Adam and Eve to not eat the food. If you eat with that bar, already that was the set of food I mean, that God and the Father put in heaven. The law is the perfect, uh, is, I mean, the Father's perfect standard of obedience and holiness as described in the Psalms. When the Father spoke to the, I mean, the people who were in the garden, he gave them sets of rules. The reason why the Father had to come back in a way to destroy the world through the time of Noah is because the people of that time did not respect the rules and the regulation that he put in front of them. And that was, I mean, uh, we call it, I mean, they, they, they trespassed against the Father and then he put it as a sin. Uh, and based on that, he had to punish. Now, it's the same, even when uh, I, I heard you saying that, I'm saying to you also, you mentioned that, that when, when the Messiah spoke to, to, to Abba, he spoke him and said, your descendants will be in exile or they'll be somewhere where they live for 40 years. So, I mean, 400 years. 400 years. They'll, be, like, they'll be in exile somehow. They'll be taken. They'll be slaves in the place. And by after that time, I'll come and save them. But now, when they went there, the question is, at that time, the only thing that will guide them was still the same law that was before the coming of Moses, the time of Moses. There was a way that if it was guided, they were guided by, by, by rules, by, by the sense of rules that were guiding until the time where they, were, uh, they left them in Egypt. When they found themselves in the, in the desert, there, the father still put to bring now, we know, apart from the terms of management, we know that they did, I mean, uh, uh, according to scholars, it's about almost, I mean, uh, uh, 365 or whatever, no, according to what I mean, uh, scholars have come up with, said that there was a law for every day, meaning that every day one was to obey law. And if, if you miss that, you are guilty of all. Now, all this, as I was saying, I mean, when people come to that place of comparing grace and the law, that way sometimes, I mean, we, we, people will come up with that thing of saying that you still, you are, why are you, I mean, obeying the law, I mean, and the law, the Old Testament, we are now in the New Testament, meaning that we cannot obey the law. And people don't realize that this is said, I mean, some, the kingdom, I mean, the state of of truth or of regulation that seems to you, that is now you are not supposed to be taking uh, a book or a paper or some or maybe I mean go to some place where I have to read. I mean, this is law number one, law number two, law number three is not we no longer in the dark time of reading law number one and number two, but here we are in living the law according to 
by by the grace of God that is us. We are following that law, not necessarily by living it somewhere, but that law becomes part and parcel of us. Then we leave it on the daily day. And that law, as I said, in the beginning, yes, it's okay that the, the children of Israel they had to have a specific law, whereby they had to follow. It was for them to follow. I mean, it was like a book given to them. As we look at the most, when we talk about the Torah, the Torah was, I mean, I mean the children of Israel had to respect whatever that they had to listen, to follow it. I mean, they, and like, it and the last week I mentioned something I said, when it comes to us now, it does not mean that I mean, the law has been done well, but when it comes to us, when we need to obey a law, it does not matter which one we need to obey. When we disobey a law, today we have an opportunity to go back to the Father and ask forgiveness. And when ask forgiveness, you are again accepted in His presence because. It's not about, it's not that the law that will take you out of Israel, but actually it is greater than Israel. Whatever that happens, you speak to God or to the Father, not based on anything that you are based on the, on the, on the, on the place that you are taking, you have released upon you. But still, that law is no longer, as I mean, it's no longer something that is written in the public. It's not something that is written in the head of someone, but it is written in our heart because the Father, and the storm and the Holy Spirit, they live inside of us. And it's in one way or the they brought to us the law that we have to follow. But at the end of the day, we will not be outside of Him. And in the midst of that law, as a myth, there is always a provision whereby if we miss one law, we can still go back to Him with forgiveness. Not like in the past of the people of Israel. Whenever they miss the law, it, 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 it was, it was a lot of requirements in terms of maybe paying uh, for what? the offering that you have to pay and all that. But today, we are not supposed to pay anything or to offer anything because we have already, the Messiah has paid it for us. In other words, we have paid for us so today we may live in the newness of life and we have to apply to the him in order to leave what the Father is taking of us. But if we can come to that understanding, then there will be no need of comparing, I mean, comparing, that we are comparing, we are not exactly the that Because, in a way, the Messiah came to fulfill, not to, not to abolish the law. He came to fulfill it. By fulfilling it, that simply means, I think, we even said last week, there is a lot of confusion as well when we talk about the word fulfillment. To fulfill does not mean that I've come to say, we need to be doing this law. It's not that I've said, Come to become, become that law. If you are with me, you are fulfilling the law. It's not that I've come to say you fulfill the law so to come to me. No. You have to follow me. By following me, you are fulfilling the law. That's another way. By following me, you are doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing. By following me, you are not outside. That's why, even when it comes to uh, those two uh, laws in terms of love, when it comes to, to almost like a system, they all matter when they have to ask what is this one is the big, I mean, the biggest commandment that we mentioned that last week. He said that to love your father with all that you have, and to love your neighbor, to love your son. If you can do that, there's no law. If there's no law that you can do that. Why is it doing the love? Because himself is love. He's presenting himself as love. If you are in love, if you follow love, if you 
to understand life, you will never break the law. That's what I believe. I hear you quite well. We are taking your calls. You can give us a shout. Talk to us directly there. Zero one two double three four one three double two. What is the law? And uh, of course, also, what is the purpose of the law? But I want us to define it. I just want us to define it as to what is the law, what it is even all about, and uh, all that has been said in its description. How truthful is that? Send us your WhatsApps, 0826572729. Drop us a voice note also there, 0826572729. Be doers of the word with 657 AM, Sounds of Life. Well, there is a time to search and a time to give up, a time to reap and a time to sow. Radio Pulpit wishes to be there at all times, even when you just need prayer. Send us your prayer requests by calling 067-429-7564. Or email it to prayer at radiopulpit.co.za. In today's rush world, there is limited time for yourself. Your cell phone, however, is with you all the time. So why not use it? Visit our Radio Pulpit website with your cell phone and restore your soul. There you can find out more about Radio Pulpit. Download the Bible to your cell phone. Read Word for Today. And you can listen to us online. Just visit www.radiopulpit.co.za. Especially developed for your cell phone. Radio Pulpit, your daily companion. Tola inkutazo yako nukupaganyisa ganyi nukupiniswa imisha na malanga ekasindile tule Facebook. Shanganyela nampagati we Radio Pulpit ku Facebook. Good evening, Pastor Ray. Greetings. Your guest and the radio pulpit listeners. Uh, the topic, the law. Mm. The purpose of the law in the Bible. The Mosaic law was the covenant means of a fellowship between God and Israel. A source of blessing to them. We can read at the book of Exodus chapter 34 verse 10. Psalms, the old chapter of Psalms 1. It revealed the nature of God, His wisdom and righteousness, standards and justice. Mm-hmm. Can read it Exodus 34, verse 6 to 7, Leviticus 11 to 4, uh, verse 45. It also revealed the sin of man and taught Israel, apart from the nations, Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 1. It established her priestly role, demonstrating the love and compassion of God. We can read in Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 6, chapter 7, verse 6 to 11. Then it laid the foundation for substitutionary sacrifice in atoning for sin and kept this concept at the forefront of Israel's regular pattern of life. We can read the whole book of Hebrews chapter 9. Mm. Finally, it provided occasions and pattern of worship unto the one true God. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 4 to 5. The purpose of law restored because the first covenant uh, with the Israelites, they failed dismally uh, because when God killed a lot of them uh, and also it was a harsh punishment and then the law was restored. The purpose of the law restored. The primary purpose of the Torah is not constrain Israel, nor any of us today, to perpetually follow the commandments of the law as if they were the only hope for righteousness. Rather, the 
prevailing message of the Torah is to lead through Israel's and all humanity brokenness and point toward the undeniable need for a savior. Paul says that the Messiah is the intended goal or end. We can read, read that means in Hebrews, telos of the law for righteousness for all who believe. Romans chapter 10 verse 4. Jesus said to said that Moses wrote about him and to believe. All right. Um, uh, the law is what we are touching on. We're taking your calls. Hello there. Hi. Hello, my brother, brother Ray. Hey, Putwami. Thank you so much. Greetings to you, sir. The law is God's word. Umtete scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our daily life. Mm. God uses the law to equip us to do every good work. Mm. The law is a reminder to us and a great reward if we obey it. Yeah. The law is the light of God. today, yeah. The law is that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. If you love me, keep my commandments. That is John 14, verse 15. We are born to God be the glory, my brother. All the time. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Sebab. Hallelujah. We're taking your calls. You can give us a shout. Talk to us directly there. 012-334-1322. What is the law even all about? What has been your perspective? Do you still observe, you know, the law as the word of the Most High? Or are we finding that much of the times we had gone on to become the graciests? Hey. Real Radio, for real people, serving a real God. Tune in to Radio Pulpit 657 AM. Download our app and listen on radiopulpit.co.za. Do you need prayer? WhatsApp your name and your prayer request to 082-657-2729 and our care center will gladly contact you to pray for you. It's good for you as our listener to know about Radio Pulpit's activities. Or do you need advice in an area of your life? Then why don't you log on to www.radiopulpit.co.za 
Here you can talk to us, listen to us via live audio streaming, and there is also other reading material for the soul. What are you waiting for? Visit the Radio Pulpit website right now. www.radiopulpit.co.za Radio Pulpit, your daily companion. You and 657 AM and life. A winning team on the road to eternity.